Our education system is predicated on the idea of academic ability. And there's a reason. The whole system was invented around the world. There were no public systems of education really before the 19th century. They all came into being to meet the needs of industrialism. So the hierarchy is rooted on two ideas. Number one, that the, the most useful subjects for work are at the top. So you were probably steered benignly away from things at school when you were a kid, things you liked, on the ground you would never get a job doing that. Is that right? Don't do music, you're not going to be a musician. Don't do art, you won't be an artist. Uh, benign advice. Now, profoundly mistaken. The whole world is engulfed in a revolution. And the second is academic ability, which has really come to dominate our view of intelligence because the universities designed the system in their image. If you think of it, the whole system of public education around the world is a protracted process of university entrance. And the consequence is that many highly talented, brilliant, creative people think they're not because the thing they were good at at school wasn't valued or was actually stigmatized. Hi, and welcome to The Punch Board. My name is Panchreel and this is a podcast where I talk about creativity, art and everything in between. The voice that you heard at the beginning of this episode was that of the late Sir Ken Robinson, who was a fantastic educator from England. And today, we're going to be discussing some of his ideas and thoughts on the education system. Teaching properly conceived is not a delivery system. You know, you're not there just to pass on received information. Great teachers do that. But what great teachers also do is mentor, stimulate, provoke, engage. You see, in the end, education is about learning. If there's no learning going on, there's no education going on. And people can spend an awful lot of time discussing education without ever discussing learning. The whole point of education is to get people to learn. The dominant culture of education has come to focus on not teaching and learning, but testing. Now, testing is important. Standardized tests have a place. But they should not be the dominant culture of education. They should be diagnostic. They should help. Um... In my over a decade-long career as a student, never have I ever come across a teacher who has impacted me in any way, shape or form. Why is that? First, let's try to understand how teaching and learning has been practiced. The way I see it, our education system is very, very output-based. And by that I mean the main goal isn't the well-being of the students, but it's the creation of a certain kind of professional. When you enter school, you have to get great marks. The finishing line for school kids is 10th grade. Then comes the big scary 12th grade, often regarded as the definitive exam in any Indian student's life. Oh wait, I'm sorry, the definitive exams come now. This is the time when the standardized tests come into place. The IITJE for engineering, the NEET and AIPMT for medicine, and I'm sure there's many others. Students start preparing for these tests as early as 8th grade and they're sent to coaching institutions so that they can have a head start. I was in a coaching institute as well, and I kid you not, those two years that I was there in 11th and 12th, worst years of my life. I remember our classes would be every morning from 7.30 to 10.30 and almost every day before entering the class, I would have panic attacks. I would have to physically take a deep breath and prepare myself for something I had no interest in learning. And to be honest, I had a very, very difficult time even understanding biology, physics and chemistry. But why? Why did I have to go through two full years of panic attacks to come to realize that I am just not supposed to be doing science? It wasn't for me. In his book, The Element, Sir Ken Robinson describes 
education as the system that's supposed to develop our natural abilities and enable us to make our way in the world. Instead, it is stifling the individual talents and abilities of too many students and killing their motivation to learn. There is a huge irony in the middle of all of this. And I agree. Our education system is built for a different time. The system was designed to meet the economic interests of the Industrial Revolution, which happened in the 1700s. And I think we're a little bit beyond that, no? The times have changed, but our education systems have not. Many of the current policies are based on mechanistic conceptions of education. It's like education is an industrial process that can be improved just by having better data. And somewhere in, I think, the back of the mind of some policymakers is this idea that if we fine-tune it well enough, if we just get it right, it'll all hum along perfectly into the future. It won't, and it never did. The point is that education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. It's about people. People who either do want to learn or don't want to learn. Every student who drops out of school has a reason for it. I really like what Sir Ken said about education being a human system. And our teachers are the bedrock of this human system. But in an output-based system where the only ideal is to strive towards certain predetermined professions, the teachers can only do so much. I personally have never had a single teacher who inspired me or made me feel like it was okay to do something that wasn't engineering or medicine. I... I always thought that the problem was with me, that I wasn't good enough. But I've realized that that's not the problem. The current education system is. It is entrenched in a culture of compliance. And in my opinion, compliance and standardization, especially in a human organic system, are huge, huge deterrents to innovation and creativity. Intelligence is wonderfully interactive. The brain isn't divided into compartments. In fact, creativity, which I define as the process of having original ideas that have value, more often than not, comes about through the interaction of different disciplinary ways of seeing things. I believe our only hope for the future is to adopt a new conception of human ecology, one in which we start to reconstitute our conception of the richness of human capacity. Our education system has mined our minds in the way that we strip-mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. One of the worst things that this culture of standardization in education has done is that it has killed creativity, empathy and original thought. We are afraid to go against the norm. We're afraid to be wrong and we are afraid of standing out. When you reward and incentivize only science and maths and kick the arts to the side, you know what you get? A bunch of lost, confused, angry and unempathetic human beings who are emotionally stunted and lack a social consciousness. And it is these people whose minds become fertile grounds for easy manipulation and propaganda. Because if you've never had to critically think about stuff, you're bound to believe anything. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. Now, medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, 
beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, oh me, oh life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, oh me, oh life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? That little speech from Robin Williams' Dead Poets Society tells us what is wrong with the current system. We lack a holistic, intersectional approach to learning and teaching. We cannot keep teaching in silos because the human mind just doesn't work that way. The subjects aren't the problem at all. Creativity exists in both the sciences and the arts. The way students are taught and how these things are prioritized is the problem. The way that these things operate right now, there is just not enough time and space for students to figure themselves out. There is a lack of safe spaces and avenues for expression. And we genuinely do not know what the future holds. Colleges are churning out unemployable graduates because the syllabus is outdated. The rate of change of the technology is completely unprecedented and what we'll really need to focus on to have jobs in the future is imagination and creativity. In his 2009 book, The Element, Mr. Robinson says that it is very, very possible that our children will have multiple careers over the course of their working lives and not just multiple jobs multiple careers. Many of them will certainly have jobs we haven't conceived yet. Isn't it therefore our obligation to encourage them to explore as many avenues as possible with an eye towards discovering their true talents and their true passions? I think so. One of the main ideas of this book is that every individual is great at some things and bad at others. And we all need time to figure out what we're good at, what we excel at and where we feel most in our element. And for this to happen, the system needs to be overhauled with the students' well-being in mind. Not a political agenda or the agenda of corporates. It has to focus on the students and their future. Now, I know this is a very unrealistic dream, but hey, one can have a dream. So, what now? I don't really know. I am not an educator and neither am I a policymaker. I just wanted to talk about this about my own experience. Like all systemic issues, this one is quite difficult to navigate, but there's one thing that I can say with complete conviction is that India needs better humanities and arts education across every stream. Art sensitizes people and makes them want to be better. And we as a society really, really need to be better.